He said that he wanted to supply all your need according to his riches and glory. The thing about it is, is that he's saying right now, he said he needs you to add your faith to it. So if that's you, if you if you just need something, I don't care what it is, whatever it is you need from the Lord right now, just the act of faith that he wants you to do is just raise your hand. That's it. Just raise your hand, lift your hand, and, and have in your heart what it is that you need. He knows it already before you ask, but he told me to do this as your act of faith because he wants to supply. He wants to supply. So I'm going to pray with you right now. And then you're going to receive it. God is faithful. It's got nothing to do with me. It's got everything to do with him. Because he loves you. So if you if you got that thing in your heart, lift your hand high. Don't be ashamed. Lift it high. Father, I thank you for those lifted hands. You know what the needs are, Father God. You know why they have their hands raised. Father God, I thank you that you said you would supply all their needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I thank you that you said you exceed what is abundantly above all that they could ask and think according to the power that's at work in them. Let that be your spirit, Father God, at work in their lives to meet those needs and let them come back with what RJ already shared earlier, a testimony of your goodness. It'll be a testimony that everybody else who you told before can see that God is faithful and that God is good. He supplies it right now, right now in Jesus name. See, it's not, 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 you're not waiting on it to manifest. You're not waiting on it to manifest. He supplied it right now. Receive it right now. And the manifestation just comes. Receive it right now. When you got it, you put your hand down and you thank God. Amen. Thank him. Just say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you that it's done, Father. And that we hear the great testimonies of what you've done in this place. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give somebody a big hug. Give them a high five or something. Tell them you're glad they're here today. Amen. guys excited about what God has for you today? All right, man, that's patty cake today. Are y'all excited about what God has for you today? Amen. Amen. Listen, I, I, uh, I want us to continue on with what do we believe? Uh, this is part two. If you missed last week, it's on our podcast. You can hear what we started with. You can tell, you can hear the reason why I'm doing this. Um, We will get back to not next week, but the following week. So September 8th, we'll get back to working the works of Jesus. I'm excited to finish that. Amen. Because it's crucial for us um, to be able to reflect Christ in the earth. Amen. Come on. Y'all know I need you to talk to me. Just amen. Something. All right. Don't be shy. All right. 
uh, that's important because I want us to get back to it. But I, I, I have to. I have to make sure that we talk about what we believe because I told you guys last week that we're having so many believers and not just not just believers, but we're having those who are leading other believers who are denouncing Christ and and running away from their faith because really a lot of times it was an emotional faith. It was based on what they could feel. And when they didn't feel God or they didn't feel good or things weren't going the way that they thought that they should, it was based on that that they praised or worshipped or served God. And let me tell you right now, there are many days when I don't feel good. Right? There are many days when I'm overwhelmed with thoughts of, of just insecure thoughts, right? Am I good enough? Hey, am I doing my best? Right. Then I have those thoughts. So can we make it? And this is my birthday today, man. And I started thinking, man, I'm getting older and what's happening next. And you start thinking about those things. And if you get into that, it can depress you if you're based on your emotions. But we walk by faith and not by sight. Those who have been justified live by faith. Amen. And faith. What is faith? Right. They believe in things unseen. Right. But I gave you a different definition. What? Belief put into action. Amen. Belief. Matter of fact. Ah, that's good. She got that. Come on up here. I got something for you. Come on. Come on. Amen. Yes. And it was her birthday yesterday. So it's apropos. Amen. That she got that. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I'm going to tell you what, guys, it it is so important that we start to make sure we understand that we are not based on emotion. It's not based on how I feel. It's only based on faith. And 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 then God began to deal with me even more about this. Go to second. Yeah. Second Thessalonians two. We're going to read one through three real quick because God reminded me of this. And I said, you know what? That's so true. And And then again, it reminds me again of what's happening in our world, what time of days we're in. It says in 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 1, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a what? Falling away first. See, what we're seeing is, we're just seeing what the word has already promised. Because so many, so many people have been building their, their, their houses upon the sand of emotion. And not upon the rock of Jesus. And so when we build our faith upon the sand, it's easily shaken and it leads us into positions where we would fall away. And he says, there got to be a great falling away first. There are many people that I look back that started this race with me. And as we were running along, man, I, can I tell you something? A lot of times, man, I didn't see things in front of me. Oh, I was looking around or something else to see who was running with me still. And I trip and I fell. 
But I dusted myself off and got up and kept running the race. Some people, as they fell or got weary, just decided to pack it in. And that's a part of this falling away. I want to I want to go to Second Timothy. And, and there's a lot I got to say. So I got to hurry. I got to I got to be a little quicker in my time frame. So let's go to Second Timothy uh, three. And we're going to come back to this again. But uh, for right now, I want to read one through seven. It says this know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Do you see that? How many selfies a day can you see? I'm sorry. Let me keep going. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. There's no set apart. There's no gratefulness without natural affection. That's that thing we talked about last week uh, when we talked about homosexual, the homosexual agenda. Right. Truth breakers. False accusers. Incontinent, that means no self-control. Fierce, despisers of those that are good. You just hate somebody because they're doing right? Man. Uh, Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Can I tell you something? I see that in the church more than anything else. We got more we got more praise for our self stuff than we got for God. I'm sorry. Okay, keep going. Keep going. I don't want to be, be mean. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. That's that's the church today. We look like it. We talk like it. We sound like it. But we're denying the power and we're empty. More than lovers of God, uh, having a form of godliness, but not the power thereof. From such, turn away. For of this sword, verse 6, are they which cre- uh, creep into houses and led captive silly women laden with their sins, led away with diverse lust, ever learning. This is the big one. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Man, I, I look at how many people study the scriptures, but not study it from the spiritual side, but study it from it's a wonderful book. And they're ever learning, but never coming to the truth. And we're seeing that more and more with people. They're constantly looking for truth and they're constantly going out to find what truth is. And just like Pilate said, what is truth? They're looking for it and it's right in their faces. And it's a big thing for us as believers that we've got to learn how to share truth. So the reason why I'm doing this is too many of, of us that sit in these chairs more than the people that are outside. I'm, I'm not as concerned about the people outside of the building, uh, out of, outside of the gathering together of ourselves. I'm talking about the people in, within the gathering together. The believers, too many of us don't know what we believe. We have things that we say, and I hear this all the time. Well, yeah, the Bible, I believe the Bible is good, and I believe that some of it's right. But I I don't know about all of it because it was written by man. You ever hear that? Or you hear the things that say, I believe, you know, when, when we speak of God, he, God comes in all forms and fashion. That's why we can look at him through Allah, and we can look at him through And we go through these paces where people are believing and that's in the church. I'm not talking about outside the church. I'm talking about within. 
and we have no real basis of what we believe. And there's some things that we got to settle in on. I'm not talking, listen, listen, today I don't have time to deal with, listen, I don't have time to deal with the uh, gifts of the spirit, the manifestation of the spirit. We need to, okay. I don't have time to deal with healing. I don't have time to deal with uh, 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 baptisms. I don't have time to deal with that today. I just need to get to the basics. I don't have time to get to the, 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 the how we praise and worship, whether we lift our hands or not. Speaking in other tongues, I don't have time for that. But today, what I have time with is some basic stuff that we all got to agree on. We all got to get in our hearts and settle it once and for all. There can be no going back, no flip-flop. Okay? So the first thing, the first thing that we got to settle is that God is. There's so many, listen, there's so many people who are just unsure if there is a God, if there really is a God, even in the church, is God really real? He said this, go to Hebrews eleven six. I love this, right? I love this. Hebrews eleven six. It says this. And this is so crucial. Why? It's the first thing. It says this in verse six, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that. Come on, say it to me. He is. That's a basic, basic thing that he is not was right. He is. And this is, this, is the, this is the part that we always forget. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, now when we think of rewards, I, 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 I just got to touch this for a second because I need you to hear this. When we think of rewards, so often we just think of monetary, right? But remember, I told you, there are not only earthly rewards, but there are heavenly rewards. And Jesus says, don't lose those. But I want you to see this about reward too. There are spiritual rewards. They're physical, they're natural. So there's finances, there's healing in your body, there's mental health, right? There's plenty of reward that he's giving. Now that does include finance. I don't want to leave that out. I'm not throwing that away. Okay. I don't want you to take away that. That's not the part of it. The pastor said, they ain't got nothing to do with money. Yes, it does. But it also has to do with the rest of it. And we must believe that he is first to access the rest. Let's go to this. I I, I, want to look at, uh, let's go to revelation one, eight. Okay. Revelation one, eight. I got a lot of scripture, so I got a book, man. And if he beats me up, they'll say he's got it, okay? So I can, instead of be turning, look at what he's saying up there. He's got it. Okay, I'm almost there, though, so I'm going to do this one. Revelation 1.8. I'm almost there. I was there. I was there. All right, here we go. Revelation 1.8 says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty, which is is right right which was and which is to come and you notice how he put is first before was because he needs you to understand that he is now i want you to look at him as creator too because i need us to touch that go to nehemiah 9 6 and he might beat me there let me go i got this in here i don't want to lose that page come on nehemiah 9 6 
Nehemiah 9.6 says this. Thou even thou art Lord alone. Thou hast made heaven and the heaven of heavens with all their hosts, the earth and all the things that are therein, the seas and all that there is, uh, excuse me, that is therein. And thou preservest them all and the host of heaven worshipeth thee, worships thee, Right. He's saying that not only am I, but I am creator of everything. Without me, not anything is made that is made. I am creator. Now, listen, I want you to I want you to get this. I want you to get this science. Science, you know, listen, when, when, uh, let me, let me back up before I say science. Do you, you ever, uh, how, how many of you guys like um, uh, designer clothes? You like designer clothes? I like designer clothes, right? I mean, I, I, I'm not ready for the, I, I, excuse me, forgive me, God. I am ready, but I don't have any of the real high-end designer clothes. But I got some of the early, the, 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 the designer stuff. And what they always do, stand up, Joe, right quick. Can I borrow you right quick? Yeah, come on, Joe. He always got some flossy on, man. Let me get him. Just right there, right there, right there. You see that little, that little, what's that little thing on his chest right there? Stand up, stand up so they can see that. That, that tells you who the designer is. He said, I'm not going to let you think this shirt from Walmart, which is not bad because this shirt from Walmart. But that, I'm going to say this, but, but listen, that designer right there made sure he put a stamp on his creation. Did you know that the foundational protein of every organ and cell is this thing called laminin? And did you know that the structural design of this foundational piece is a cross? Did you know that? And those of you that didn't know it, that's God's stamp to say, I did that. That's me. So if you're doubting, if you don't know, if you're not sure, that's me. That's, that's, my, that's my creation right there. And it's the foundational protein of everything. Wow. He stamped his creation just like Polo does his, or Tommy, or Jevity does theirs. He, he, he stamped it just like that so you knew whose it was. That's how he's letting you know I am. Science has even proven God to be. That's something we have to settle today that God is. Is. I'm not going to read all the rest. I got a lot more, but I see I'm, I, I got to keep moving. Next one is this, that Jesus is the son of God. We got to settle that. Let's go Luke. Come on, come on. I got a lot of these and I'm going to think I'm going to read all of them. Uh, uh, Luke 3, 21 and 22. Come on. I think he'll beat me there. Luke 3, 21. What'd I tell you? Come on, tell me what I said. Luke 3, 21 and 22. I love this. I love this because you get it straight from, from, I won't say the horse's mouth. You get it straight from God's mouth. Now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass. Listen, that Jesus, who? Jesus also being baptized and praying the heaven was open and the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven. Who do you think that was? God, which said, what did it say? 
Thou art my beloved son. In thee I am well pleased. God said, look, let me make sure, just in case y'all were wondering, that ain't Joseph's boy. That's my boy. I'm letting everybody else know that wasn't Joseph's son, right? It's my son. So you guys don't get it twisted. You don't start thinking like the people in Nazareth did. Then they say, isn't that Mary and Joseph's boy? Aren't his sisters with us? How dare he sit in the seat of the Messiah? He's saying this, that this is my son. And guess what? The very next thing that happens to him, the very next thing is he's sent into the wilderness. He's sent to the wilderness. And what happens in the wilderness? The enemy does what he's doing today to everybody. He's challenging the last thing that God said. If thou be the son of God. And from now on, everybody's saying, I I don't know if Jesus is the son of God. I don't know if he's the way. I don't know. It's the same challenge that the enemy has been presenting since day one. Why would you fall for it? It's the same old plan. And so as we as believers have got to settle these types of issues. Keep going. That was in, for those of you who didn't know what I was talking about, that was uh, uh, Luke 4. And I was reading 1 through 3. Okay, now, uh, uh, let's, let's keep going. I want to read one, one or two more of that. Let's go to uh, John. Since you're close to John, let's go to John 1, 14. And then we'll go to Colossians 2 and 9. John 1, 14. It says this. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth, showing us that the word of God is Jesus and Jesus is the son of God. Go to Colossians 2, 9 and 10. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. It's the end, end of the Gentiles eat pork chops section. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. It says this. It says, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. This is speaking about Jesus again. I want you to make sure that you see this. Um, One more. I want to see that this is something else that's very important. And this is is important because of something I'll tell you. Go to 1 John 5. Thank you, God. 1 John 5 and 7. It says this. I know I'm going fast. He may have it up there for you to read it. No, not quite yet. My Bible first. I'm sorry. First John five, seven. My Bible just happened to slip right over to that. It was the Lord. It says this for there are three that bear record in heaven. The father, the word. Now, what's what's the word? We just read it. Jesus, right? The only begotten of the father and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. He needed you to understand that as he's sending his son, that you would understand that it's like him sending himself. So the God of all creation steps out of eternity into time for us. 
it is crucial that you see what he is doing. So he is the son of God, but he's in agreement and he is one with God. Therefore, God is sending his very best for you. So anytime that the enemy begins to tell you that you're worthless, say, wait a minute, that's a lie, devil. I'm priceless. He sent his best for me. So anytime you start getting that emotion, see that emotion that starts to make you feel like you're less than. Remind the devil that God stepped out of eternity and stepped into time for me. Amen. Hold on to that. Amen. All right. All right. Come on. Come on. I got to keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. All right. This next thing. Let's go to uh, Philippians 2. Philippians 2. We're going to read 5 through 11. I know y'all didn't know I was going to be taking on this long, this Bible journey, man, but it's important. I need you to see scriptures, not just hear my word, because if you see the scripture and if you're taking notes, then right, you can keep up with these to know what pastor did. But if you're not, guess what? Just go to the podcast. It'll be there. Amen. All right. Philippians, what I tell you two, five through 11. Now, I want you to see this, that Jesus Christ, who is the son of God, suffered, died, was buried and rose again from the dead for your total salvation. Amen. All right. I want you to be settled with this thing. All right. Not that not like the the, the, the Quran says that he had a swoon theory or he never said he was. He never died on the cross. Come on. We need to settle that. We're, we're talking about this as truth. So you don't get caught up in wondering. Amen. Okay. So, so, so let's, let's keep going. Uh, Jesus suffered and died. What I tell you, second uh, Corinthians uh, two, five through 11, let this mind be in you, which also, uh, excuse me, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found fashion as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God hath given uh, hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven things in earth, things under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. That's one part. Let's jump over to first Corinthians. Come on. I know I'm talking fast. If I'm talking too fast, let me know. First Corinthians 15, three through four. It says this first Corinthians 15, three through four, man, I should have made y'all start standing up and reading it when you're there, do like a sword drill. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Next time. Next time. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, according to scriptures. Okay. I know some of you are bored because you believe all of this stuff. But can I tell you something? There are a lot of people who don't. And I need you to know what we believe. Amen. I need you to make sure we're on the same page. All right. There's no doubt. That way, if you don't like what I'm saying, one, two, there's doors. Then you can go. Because we're going to keep preaching the truth. 
just want to just want to make sure I say that. Uh, 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 and, and that his blood, listen, not only did he die, uh, he suffered, died, was uh, 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 was buried, rose again. But that his blood atones for all our sins as well. Go to Romans five. Come on. So he suffered and died and rose again, was buried and rose again. And his blood that he shed atoned for all our sins. What I tell you, Romans 5, 9 through 11. Uh, let me start in uh, 8. But God committed his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now, excuse me, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, There it is again, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we, excuse me, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Uh, This, this, this word atonement is, is, is really the Greek word, uh, uh, okay. And it means the ceasing of God's wrath. Everything has been paid for. Okay, let me let me say that again, because when I said katalage, that lost some of you. It's still atonement, but that word comes from this word katalage, which means the ceasing, the ending, the stopping, the done away with, the the the, the I don't know how else to say it of God's wrath. Everything has been paid for. All God's wrath was poured on Jesus. He has none left. So every time the devil tells you that you're not good enough because of the stumble that you made, as you're dusting yourself off and standing up, as you're dusting yourself off and standing up, not wallowing around in the dirt, But standing up to keep going, remind yourself God's wrath has all been poured out on Jesus. He's not angry with me. He loves me. Like the prodigal son, I'm sorry, I just heard God say this. Like the prodigal son, as he went away, the father was standing every single day. It's it's the day of the day that my son returns. Not that boy just makes me so angry. I can't believe that he would go off and do this. No, that's not what he was doing. He was standing waiting. Is this the day for my son to return? I love him. I'm, I'm longing for his return. Is this the day? See, we miss that. We can't miss the goodness of our God. And if we shared the goodness more than trying to hammer people across the head, they might want to know more. And they might start believing what God has said. Let me go to, to, to come on guys. I got, I got three more, two more after this one right here. Jesus is the only way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the father except through him okay go to john 14 6 john 14 6 let's do that come on quickly john 14 6 man i tell you what thank you god when i started this message i was starving i was super hungry and the more that i read the less hungry i become 
man, that's, that, that, that's, that's, that's something good, man, because usually I'm a bottomless pit, man. But this time, the word of God is feeding it feeding today, feeding me. Amen. 14.6. What I tell you? 14.6. says this. And Jesus saith unto him. What did he say? Come on. Done. Amen. It's very clear. And I want you to understand, I, I, I said something last week and I can't remember what I said. I meant to write it down as I was listening to it. And I said something that made it seem like uh, uh, um, our salvation was in faith. And I mean, our salvation was in faith in Jesus alone. Okay. And Jesus having faith in Jesus Christ alone. I want us to look at that Ephesians 2. Um, this is how he is the way, the truth and the life. We already told you that he atoned for our sins. That's one way. But go to Ephesians. What I tell you? 2, 8 through 10. Come on. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says this. It says, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. It has nothing to do with you. Lest any man should boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath ordained that we should walk in them. So it's by grace that you are saved through faith. It's not of yourself. It is the gift of God because of what he did. He sent Jesus as your gift. Amen. All right. Okay. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm almost I, I, Romans five one. Let me let me do that real quick. You guys don't have to turn there, but you can if you like. Romans five one. <clears throat> it says this. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, justified by faith. What kind of faith? Faith in Christ. Amen. Because He is the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, uh, number five. Okay. We believe in the Holy Spirit who is God indwelling, empowering, uh, and regenerating believers. He is the comforter and the spirit of truth. Okay? So, so far we see, let me, let me go back over this. God is. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus suffered, died, was buried, and rose again. And his blood atones for our sins. Jesus is the only way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father except by him. Now, in five, we believe in the Holy Spirit, who is God indwelling, empowering, and regenerating believers. He is the comforter and the spirit of truth. I'm going to read two real quick. Uh, um, let's go to Acts, uh, excuse me, John 14. John 14, and then we'll go to Acts 1.8. John 14. eighteen. It says this, and I will pray around well, 15. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Remember what we talked about that looking and can't see. Neither knoweth him, but ye know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you that shall be it's already taking place we're going to see that in acts 1 8 okay he only said it in the future tense because it hadn't happened yet all holy spirit was with jesus and not until he ascended could he leave what was all indwelling in him 
behind for us. Okay, what did I tell you? Uh, where do we leave off? And, and, and verse 18, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Now, this is this is important that you see that that he is the comforter, but he is as Jesus was or is still. But here in the earth. Let's look at Acts 1, 8, one last one, Acts 1, 8, then I'm almost finished, guys. I know I gave you a lot of information, a lot of scriptures, but it's so, so, so important. So important. Acts 1, 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost, right? Holy Spirit is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and unto the other most parts of the earth. Now, now this is one of the most things that I, I'm going to say about spirit. I, I really, there's a lot to be said about Holy Spirit because just as Jesus was and is, but was on the earth and still is in heaven, just as that is the case, Holy Spirit is the same to us. He is walking with us and in us now. The same way that Jesus was able to accomplish things is because Holy Spirit was in him. Okay. And now he's in you. And so the key thing is one of the big struggles that I have with in believe in, in, in Christendom today is that we have a, a lack of understanding of who Holy Spirit is. We struggle with that because we, we look at people and we see ministers that come on television and instead of them showing you all of their teaching because they have limited time spot, they only show you what they do by touching people and laying hands on them and then they fall out and you start to say you don't believe that. But the truth of the matter is, how dare you judge that? I don't know whether or not this person is, is telling the truth or not unless the Holy Spirit tells me don't, don't follow that. I can't do it based on my emotion because I don't understand something. Okay. The Bible tells us to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So when we see however God wants to manifest, listen, if you were there during the time when Jesus spit in the clay and, and See, if you were there and you saw that and you weren't paying attention, how dare he? Can I give you one that's worse than that? There was a man who couldn't talk and Jesus spit in his mouth. I don't know if I could have gotten healed that day. (laughs) I'd be like, "Mm -mm, you good, we good. We good, Jesus. I wouldn't have been able to say that. I had to write that. Mm-mm, good, we good. But how dare you judge how God wants to do something? And that's what stifles the church because we, we don't even get in agreement with that. And I don't have time. I don't have time to deal with that, man. But that's a good one. That might have to be a message all by itself. Because the problem is, is that Holy Spirit is supposed to allow us to be witnesses of God's goodness. 
And because we reject Holy Spirit and do not understand Holy Spirit and do not obey Holy Spirit, then what we get into is we become just like everybody else. And so our witness is gone. We're the same fools pulling out guns and shooting folks because of something stupid. We're the same ones yelling at people at abortion clinics. Rather than coming up with coming up with a solution of God loves you right where you are. I don't have to hold up a sign and scream at people to say that to, to let them know they're wrong. Did you know? Oh, come on, go to John three. Come on, oh man, come on, come on, come on, John three. And, and, and 16, we'll read 16, but, but I'm going to keep going. Come on, John 3 and 16, it says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn it. He didn't send his son to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's you. That's your witness today. That's your act of showing the same thing that Jesus would show, but I'm not finished. He that believeth on him is not condemned because he believeth not, uh, excuse me, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And this is the condemnation. Listen, this is, this is what the problem is. Okay. Condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Listen, listen, it's like roaches, man. I don't know if y'all, y'all ain't never seen roaches, but I, I man, where I'm from. We had roaches all the time. Even when your house was clean, they showed up, man. And when you flipped on the lights, they scurry to a dark place. So when the light comes into, when you just step into the scene, if you show Christ, people already know their lives are a mess. You ain't got to beat them over the head to tell them. They already know. That's why they're going to run. That's why they push against you. Because they know it. So stop being the one that keeps saying, yeah, you're wrong. Wait a minute. I was in the same position as them until I received Christ and all of God's wrath was poured out on him. So now I'm worthy. It wasn't what I did. It's what Christ did. So why would I begin to point my finger at them instead of reach and say, come on, let me help you out of where you are. Reach into where people are. Stop being so judgy. Stop giving people the stank face and saying they just, their life's just a mess. And can I tell you something? Listen, listen. I, I would be lying if I don't say that sometimes myself. I do. Sometimes I judge the situation. And then God has to remind me again. Kenneth, your stuff don't always smell good. I know he talks to me like that sometimes and I'm like, okay, I guess I needed to hear that. But it's the truth. And so if we would be good witnesses, there would be more people who would want to know Jesus. But every time we see, we see pictures and images of us, it's with anger at the homosexual community, anger at the abortion community, anger Rather than saying, man, I don't even know what you're going through in this situation. I don't understand how you feel, but let me sit with you and you tell me what's happening. 
Why is it that you feel this way? What is it that's happening? What's making you run here? And reach out and just stop before I judge them and ask, where are you? How can I help you? What do you need? Something that we lack as as, as Christians, we've gotten so snooty. We think that just because we believers, we can't reach out a hand or if we be seen with somebody who doesn't know Christ. Listen, listen, I want to be clear. Let me be clear. My heart and what I'm telling you right now and what God's word is saying, he's not telling you to go spend all your time with unbelievers. Because what you're going to do if you're sitting, if you're sitting with them and taking in what they what they receive, what they're giving, then you're going to be giving getting faith for what they have. You're supposed to be taking in the Holy Spirit to them. You're supposed to be bringing the Holy Spirit into them, bringing light into their situation so they can stop stumbling in the darkness and figure out which way is out. Okay, man, I didn't mean to stay on that long, long, but that was good. Amen. All right. Even if y'all don't say it, I say amen. That was good. All right. Okay, last thing, and this is important. And this is, this is the message, part of the message that God has given me to make sure that I continue to declare. But the Bible is the word of God, and it is infallible and true. It holds the keys to the kingdom. It changes us and is the food that sustains us. We must repent or change our thinking and using the, uh, to, so that we can use the word of God to be different. That's the part. We must daily repent or change our thinking. And we do that by using the word of God. Let me give you these couple, man, man, there's so many, but let me quickly, quickly. John 1, uh, 1 through 5 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was with, in the beginning with God. You guys got that? Right? So we understand that the word is God. All right. Second Timothy 3.16 tells us this in 17. It tells us all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for what? What? Doctrine, reproof and correction and instructions in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. We need this to be able to do what God has called us to do. Those good works. We're saved. Don't forget we saved by grace, but judged by our works. Amen. Don't forget that message. You can't throw that away. Amen. All right. Come on. Keep going. Keep going. Where are we at? Uh, uh, first John two, first John two. Let's go there. First John two. Oh, I didn't tell you where five and six. First John two, five and six, it says this, it says, but whoso keepeth his word in him verily is love is the love of God perfected hereby know we that we are in him. He that, uh, that saith he abideth in him ought also to walk even as he walked. Okay. This is important, but that was, that was more about the next part of changing how we think to look like him. It is so important to do that. Romans 12, one and two tells us what? Does anybody know what that says? Romans 12, one and two. Come on. I beseech you, therefore, God, uh, therefore, by the uh, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, 
holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is the acceptable and perfect will of God. And we renew our mind through the scriptures. Um, we already read this one. I'm going to, uh, no, let's do it. Mark one. Well, you guys know that one. I'm going to skip Mark one, 14 and 15. That's the message that I always preach. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel or the good news. Luke four, four. Let's skip that one. Let's go to, let's go to, uh, uh, come on. Let's go to Ephesians four. You guys, you guys can put down Mark one, 14 and 15, Luke four and four, Philippians four and eight, uh, those as well. And then we're going to do, uh, Ephesians four. Let's do that one. Ephesians four, 20 through 29. This is so important, guys. As we begin to take in the word of truth, it changes us. It holds all the keys. The more we spend time in it, it's going to cause us to be different. Okay? So I want you to see this. Ephesians 4, 20. It says this. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus that ye put off concerning the former conversation or the your old lifestyle, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, put, putting away lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good uh, to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearer. Okay? I'm going to stop there. Why did pastor read all of that? Because if we change how we think, then we're saying to ourselves that we're saying, I have not learned the, these new things in Christ of lying. That's my old man. It's time to put him away now that I'm in Christ. It's time for me to put away my stealing. It's time for me to put away the filthy, corrupt communication that I've had. You guys with me? Am, am I boring you? I'm sorry if I am, man, but this is something we got to have. You, can I tell you something? This message that I'm preaching, you got to preach. This is not just for me to give you. This is me giving you information for you to take and teach. Amen? He's saying this because... This is so crucial for us to be different. One of the things that, that I'm just going to touch, the, 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 the last thing, well, the, the second to last thing, is this. One, the be ye angry and sin not. It's okay for us to get upset about things. But how we communicate, how quickly we forgive, determines whether we sin or no. I can be upset with something that you did, but it's my responsibility to bring that to you. Not to go to somebody else and tell them, 
You know what they did to me? I can't stand them because of that. That's improper. Husbands and wives, this is a big one. And, and, and I'm going to say this to husbands and wives because we all can hold grudges. If you hold in a grudge, you're in sin. Be angry and sin not. And he tells you, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. That means it's got to go quickly. You don't get you don't get days to be mad. I can't pout because you didn't do what I wanted you to do when I nudged you in the bed. I can't you can't be I can't be mad at you all the way through. I gotta forgive. You can't be mad because I didn't do something you asked me to do a long period of time. You can be upset and tell me, hey, that made me frustrated. But when the sun goes down or the next day comes, I got to let it go or I'm in sin. The next part of that is this simple thing. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Can I tell you something, guys? I know so many people that tell me, you know what, cussing is not a big deal. And a lot of people say it's just words. Just words. I got a lot to say about that, but I'm going to say this simple. He tells us, let no corrupt communication proceed out of our mouths. What's the whole purpose of you cursing? Right? Because you're frustrated and you want to say something that's hurtful. Is that not true? This is the the thing that we got to start dealing with, even in the body. Too many times I see us and we're discussing and we're, we're, we're saying things and we're cussing folks out. And we think it's funny. And this is the witness that we share with other people. We've got to stop this. But it's not just cussing as corrupt communication. Can I tell you something? When we speak negative, non-life is corrupt communication. Okay? All right, pastor's almost finished. I'm sorry. Last thing I want to say about this is this. Because I want us to get back to what we're going to talk about next week to do what he did. Um, Go to 1 John 4, and that's it. I promise, guys. First John four, seventeen. First John four, seventeen. Those who were in the youth group, man, or led that should know what that says, right? That was y'all motto, wasn't it? First John four, seventeen. It says this. The last, the last part was their motto. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. One of the things and one of the main reasons why people don't believe and are struggling with belief is because of that right there. They're not seeing it. We're not seeing as he is, so are we. I don't remember many times where Jesus was impoverished. I don't remember many times where Jesus or any times where Jesus was sick. I don't remember any times where Jesus was so depressed that all of his communication was negative. I don't remember other than the time that he prayed to God that he was saying, hey, if there's any way that this cup can pass from me. And he took it to the source. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't talk to his buddies about it. I don't remember those things. And we struggle 
And maybe, maybe, listen, maybe we do have something that's overwhelming. But we should take it to the Father. And then maybe, maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's more than that. Maybe there's something out of line, out of balance, right? That's causing me to feel that way. Then I take that to God too. And I let him show me how to deal with anything that doesn't line up with how he was in this earth. Because as he is, so are we. And guys, I'm sorry for taking so long on something that should be so basic. Our basic, it should be the ABCs. And most of, most of us got it. But can I tell you something? How many of you can preach it? See, get it, live it, preach it. It's your job to teach it, to proclaim it to other people. So that when they have those questions, you have answers and you have scriptures to back it up on why. And you can show them how this goes. And then you can take them the first piece. The most important piece is the scientific piece of that one that says about laminin that God has stamped you. So that everybody, everything else can come out of that. Okay. My goal, my goal is that we have none of you be those that fall away. My goal is that we have more of you reaching others to bring them in rather than them falling away. Guys, I, I mean this. I, I think that that if, if, if we're being honest, if we would just start to live as Christ lived and to love, this place couldn't contain the people. I, you know, I saw this, guys, the other night, and, and, and I really am finished. But I have to share with you this dream I had the other night. And it wasn't, it was one of those things where God reminded me of it as I awakened. And he said to me, I was coming from grabbing my Bible and I had gone over to play with the kids. And I was playing with the kids in the other room. And I, I, and I went to get my Bible while I was out. And I said, hey, I need to run because it's time for service to start. And when I came in, God had the place so filled with people and they just kept coming and coming and the wall started to expand and expand and expand. And it was like, a pan, you know, I saw a panorama uh, just like this of people, just people desiring God. And I listen, I'm not saying that because uh, uh I'm, I'm trying to say we, we, we're, we're concerned about numbers or anything. My thing is, is that if we would do just what we can do, God, that's what he's waiting to do. He wants his children to know him, to love him. It's, it's, it's very important. And he said, he said, Kenneth, that's what could be. So I'm going to keep compelling you. I'm going to keep teaching you as much as I can to believe the word, to stay true to these basic things, but also for us to start working the works of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's pray. Father, I thank you that this, this word didn't fall on deaf ears, that Father God, It was received, Father God, by your spirit that each person 
had their ears and their eyes open to hear from you, Father God, that they would have heard something that solidified their faith, but also, Father God, it would give them the courage and boldness to declare your goodness to many other people. Father, I thank you that that each one in this place is getting ready to start reaching one and then more. And then each of those will reach more. Not for numbers, Father, who cares about that? I'm happy with where we are. But the fact of the matter is, Father, I am grateful that you give us the opportunity to reach those that are lost. And we give you all the glory and all the praise as we get set to leave this place. We don't leave your presence, but we go forth with your anointing and your authority as bright lights and witnesses in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.